0: fire away welcome to down to the nub podcast the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times with industry leaders cigar giveaways interviews and more here are your hosts cigar show tim and brandon cigar mechanic wells let's get it started going on everybody welcome to episode 50. 50. We have made it to 50 we're we're almost qualified for AARP in terms of episodes and thank you for joining us wherever you have along the road to 50. What's going on Brandon?
1: Nothing just sitting here smoking a cigar enjoying life man stressing out over this election uh, which we won't get into in detail because that's just boring. Uh, yeah, why would we do that? Well, yeah, no, and we don't know anything. Well, we don't know enough. So, I I know enough to be frustrated by it. I can concur with that assessment. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the only thing that I do want to say about it that's frustrating is right now they're showing my state as a blue state.
0: <sighs> yeah, well, and Trump turned that red four years ago, which typically was blue before then. But I don't know how with uh, unless half of California, when they moved, went to Arizona and just, and, but just a small part compared to how many went to Texas and Oregon and Texas was closer than usual. But I'm just like, how did so many Californians end up in Arizona?
1: Because our housing is affordable. Our pricing is affordable. We have not been beat up by the high taxation. We have a beautiful life that we thoroughly enjoy living. And now they're coming out here and changing our laws and it's frustrating 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 uh i i i can't even begin to explain how frightened i am of this beautiful state that we have and the way we get to live changing i don't like the idea um so i'm a little bit nervous but i will tell you this i i still don't believe that we're a blue state i think that there's something weird going on And we were talking about this tonight in our bible study um and one of the guys that's actually in a uh uh Typically high Republican area, typically red, very, very red area um, is where he went to go vote. Uh, They gave him a Sharpie to fill in
0: his ballot. See, and in California, it says you can use black ink or a marker. So honestly, I used a Sharpie for mine because it says or a marker.
1: So the way the machines work, you know, like the Scantrons, they work because they saw the reflection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you have a Sharpie, a Sharpie does not show a reflection. No, it absorbs that light that is trying to find the reflection. Secondarily, it bleeds through the paper. We had so much stuff on the ballot this year that we were front and back on a sheet on this just massive sheet. So when you fill in the bubble on the front, it's bleeding through to the back. Mm-hmm. So those ballots are now having to get all completely redone because somebody at somebody's polls were handing out Sharpies. For these guys to fill out and they're finding that they're not counting so my my only thing and like i said i don't want to get into politics uh you know because it's this isn't the place for it but sure I, i'm really having a hard time and it's been a struggle because uh we have had trump rallies and listen trump no trump it doesn't matter i just want my state to stay red because mm-hmm. i like what they stand for uh, that's why i moved here i like my gun i like my uh I like my rights. I like my lower gas prices. I like my lower taxes. Our state has run so efficiently for so long without major issues. Um, And I'd like to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. But when I'm looking at the, like the independent Trump rallies, right? Not with Trump out here, but just the the Trump trains, the Trump rallies that have been out here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of our recent ones have been vehicles that have made up 96 miles. Wow.
0: Now, how does that? uh, Yeah. And I saw somebody else post that when it came to Arizona and they're like, how with, you know, rallies that have 30,000 plus people at them, how with Trump train rallies with cars that line up for miles, how with all these different things, can it possibly be a blue state unless something fishy is going on? And that's, you know, their input, that's their opinion, but it, I don't think anyone expected Arizona to be the way that it is and be this much of an attention state. But uh, I mean, Pennsylvania doesn't surprise me, but I I still, and I don't, I won't dig or dive too deep into it. I still think that there is an element of wag the dog and they're going to tell us what they want to tell us. And The media is going to portray it, and we're just going to have to go along with it because they think that we're just going to follow along. Now, I can tell you one thing if Trump doesn't win, there will not be the physical and visible uh, response the way there was four years ago, because frankly, everybody will be too busy working to be doing that during the day.
1: That's the hope. Um, I know, right? So, there's there's just a lot of concerns man a, a lot of concerns with this but i think it's gonna be okay and at the end of the day i believe it's in god's hands so um yeah. you know it's interesting i've had more conversations the closer we've gotten to the elections i've had more conversations about god than anything else and my neighbor across the street today i walk over i'm like and i just I literally i look across the street i'm and i put my hands up like what the hell dude yeah and he looks back at me and i yell across the street i go bro, I told you not to vote for Biden. And his <laughs> wife looks at me, is like, oh crap. He's, you know, ex firefighter, bro. Like he's just, he's not a, a Biden voter. And, uh, you know, so we end up having a conversation and just out of the blue, uh, he throws up at me, he goes, you know what though? He goes, I-, I know God's got this. And, uh, he expressed to me some of the dreams and, uh, some of the, the prophetic people, some people are blessed with prophecies and stuff like that. Um, that, uh, some of the stuff that that they've shared with him uh, that they've seen and um, prophesied and whether you believe in that or not that's your choice <laughs> but uh, it's really interesting to hear some of that stuff and just know at the end of the day that this isn't mine uh, you nope. know there's very little I can do and God's got it in his hands and maybe it's gonna be a cleansing I don't know I-, I don't know
0: I don't know either it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and I was looking just before we started recording and you know, I was looking at the different states and you know, adding up. Okay, Trump's ahead here. He's ahead here. He's ahead there. He's made up, even though they've already called it for Biden. And only eighty-six percent are reporting in at this time. You know, Trump's right. not behind by a tremendous amount with the amount of votes that are still out there. But it is what it is. And, and you know, all these different things. And I'm just like, you know, it it it's still possible, but it's just one of those things where, at the end of the day, I mean, I stayed up till one o'clock here in california because (laughs) i just wanted to see if they would finally announce something and of course then you know the whole pennsylvania goes to sleep well they were still counting ballots they're still counting and doing different things it just reduced and i just gave up at one point i woke up on the couch at like 145 and just thought they're not going to do anything tonight i'm going to bed and they probably won't have any updates tomorrow and if they do it'll probably you know be little things here and there and yeah michigan and wisconsin both went to them but it'll be interesting to see the way it plays out. I mean, Trump would have to win literally everything else that's left, and that would leave Biden just barely short. Uh, but I mean, four years ago, everybody thought Hillary was going to get it, and she didn't. Yeah. But either way, you know, and it's a cliche thing that I've seen a lot of people put on Facebook and social media. You know, regardless of who's president, God is on the throne. You know, Jesus is still our Savior. God is King, and and I trust Him completely. And, you know, it it is sort of cliche how people are saying that and doing that. But for those true believers, it doesn't matter whether we go through having a Democratic president or a Democratic socialist president, vice president, or a Republican or libertarian or independent or green or purple or red or black or blue or yellow. We're going to put our trust and faith in him and he's going to lead and guide us. And they're. There's no better place to be. He's going to take care of us. He's going to provide for us. And maybe this is one step closer to him calling us all home. I have no clue, but we'll see what happens. And he's in control.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously worried about it. Cause here I've got my business. Uh, you know, the Democrats have not been friendly towards, um, again, this isn't political. It's just real. Democrats have not been friendly towards tobacco. Um, And really not towards small business either. And I am, I have a small business based in tobacco. (laughs) So I'm like, well, if there's two strikes. uh, So we'll we'll just, but listen, I mean, it's interesting that we, we just filed all the paperwork to start our uh, nonprofit for our Mm -hmm. ministry. Um, And that's going to be crazy. Um, I don't know if I ever shared the name on here, what it's called.
0: Did you tease it last week? I don't remember. I, I think, you did uh you did you teased it i think a little did bit I? and talked talked about wearing a hat okay i don't know yeah. i've heard you talk about it a few times so i don't remember when you have and when you haven't
1: i don't either man i'm just so excited about it. i can't stop talking about it i was i was actually oh, at yeah. a sales meeting today and i started talking about it um, <laughs> so it, and and it was the response was phenomenal uh, hmm. uh from this gentleman and we sat down and had a 20-minute conversation about religion about god uh jewish faith Um, and everything. And I was like, I told him, I said, Hey, we started this. Uh, we just filed the paperwork. It's in process, um, called house of rejects. And the smile on his face is from ear to ear and he got it right away.
0: That's awesome.
1: And he's like, God uses rejected. And I'm like, you got it. Yep. You got it. And, uh, dude, I'm, I'm so excited about it. And maybe this is coming together right now for a reason. Maybe this is, uh, you know, the, the church, you know, just the way that people react to the coronavirus and, and the government reacted to all that. A lot of the governments did was shutting down the church. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we may be seeing a time where the church has to go underground like it does in a lot of countries in, in the world. And the way that this is forming and starting to develop is going to be prepared for that. It's uh, entirely so. possible. Yeah, so it's super exciting, man, that this is kind of like, it's all coming into fruition. I was looking at my bank account just before I came on. That's what I was looking at. And I was like, <laughs> where'd all my money go? And the attorney took the money. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like, oh, it was just there. And like, there was a significant drop. And uh, my my wife had cashed my paycheck, which is fun to write a check to myself. And then um, yeah. uh, the attorney cashed theirs. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, all right, that was fun. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but but uh,
0: you know what's fun is uh, is y- you can see behind me. You're not staring at insulation anymore. And for those yeah, that I are listening, on say
1: p- anything about that because there's two screws that are driving me nuts because they're not level with each other, each other, or your camera's off, canter.
0: I can't do. There we go. Yeah. There and there. there. Yes. Yeah. They're 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 not level. They w- it would be okay. up up here. If they were level with each other, two different pieces of sheetrock, and clearly, I didn't care if the screws were level because <laughs> right behind me is the tape in the mud.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it looks good, dude. I, I, I was when when you popped up on the screen, I was like, "Holy crap, what happened?" You painted something, and no, you didn't. You just hung sheetrock, which is awesome.
0: Yep, hung sheetrock. My ten-year-old helped me. Uh, pseudo carry the sheetrock you know back here to get it you know put in here and help me load all the the pieces of it and um and then both my boys got to help i mean when when you're here tomorrow when you look at a couple of the pieces or a couple of you know places where screws are put in um there wasn't a stud there even though i was leading and guiding and that's fine because that couple spots will always remind me of getting to put this together with both my boys and they both got to play with the drill and screw and stuff and have yeah. fun. And for me, I could care that there's an extra screw in a place where there's no stud because it's not going to change anything. And it doesn't matter. But I get to know that my boys helped me put this stuff up and they had a blast with it. And, of course, my seven-year-olds, you know, playing with the drill and, whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: and of course, just, uh, yeah, yeah, having fun because that's what boys do. And I can understand the difficulty in that because, you know, guys like yourself, man, just – you can't use a stud finder because as soon as you put it in your hands, it's just going off the entire time. Constantly. And yeah, until
0: right. I put it down, it doesn't shut up.
1: Yeah, I totally get it, dude. So you're, you're trying to find the stud on the wall. You're you're hitting that, and it's just going off, and it just doesn't work, man.
0: Yeah, and, and that's okay because I've gotten used to that. At first, I was a little off-put, like, come on, come yeah. on, you know, just don't focus on me for once. But, you know, yeah, it is what it is, and I just had to learn how to deal with it
1: stuff like that just happens yep yeah yeah i don't know and i, I can't you know when i use it it's usually because it's it's just telling me you're gonna get screwed uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> and not always in the good way um, there you go no i'm just kidding man uh yeah i i think that's a fun, so much fun when you can get the kids involved and, oh yeah and they get to work with you on a project like that um and they get to see you know i mean this is where you're working right now
0: <laughs> yeah This is where I'm working and, I mean, you know, launched the coffee roasting soft launch and did some different things. And Mike and my 10-year-old was like, Dad, can I use the bag sealer? Sure. You want to use the bag sealer? That's fine. And he had some other things, you know, homework and stuff to take care of today. So it it didn't work out today, but he's going to in the future. And my 7-year-old Jeremiah was like, well, then can I help pour the beans into the bag? Sure, absolutely. You want to use the scale and pour it? The entire goal with Turbojet Coffee anyways is it's named after both of them and their nickname, so it's intended to be something as a family legacy for them that hopefully they, as they get older, you know, will want to, if it's still around, will, will want to, you know, carry on and do that. And if nothing else, I get to roast beans, make good coffee, make a little bit of money. But above all, I have memories with my boys and, you know, my wife is just like, okay, there's beans everywhere. What's going on? But she's enjoying it because she knows that it's something that's fun that I've come to really enjoy. uh, And we now have coffee for much cheaper than we ever bought it for.
1: I like it. I like it. I'm thinking about doing an Arizona roast, uh, but I can only make it in the summer.
0: (laughs) Just get out a cookie sheet and just let it sit there.
1: (laughs) Just lay it outside, dude. I'm going to paint the concrete black and just lay it out and it's done.
0: Yep. You don't need mirrors. Yeah. You don't need anything. Just let it sit there.
1: Just, just lay it out. Just up. Dude. Our weather's been weird lately too. We've been, I know you guys same way fluctuating. I mean, I'm heading out to California and uh, see you guys. And I'm looking at the weather. I'm having to pack twice as much in clothing because really unsure of the weather, but it looks like the day I get out there, it's going to be shorts and t-shirt. And then it gets cold. And by the day I'm leaving, it's snow
0: yeah it's the craziest thing i mean aaron and the boys are looking at going up to big bear she's like so you know it's supposed to get cold and i'm like yeah i've basically like you i've got a pack double i've got to pack stuff yeah. that's okay during the day when it's warmer not that it's really hot where we're going to be but it's warmer and then at night when it gets down cold it's like okay time to layer up
1: and then the, the last day or two that we're up there it's supposed to be in like the highs of the 40s
0: yeah with the lows in like the low 30s upper 29.
1: 20s yeah i was like yeah. oh Bro, I'm from Arizona, okay? <laughs> you, you just don't do that. That is cold. Anything below like 70, I'm getting a jacket.
0: Well, and and you're used to having, when you see a 29, you're used to having a one in front of that.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so 129 all day long. No problem. 29, uh-uh, I'm out. <laughs> you just lost me. I, yep. I don't know how people live in that. I, I, I'm looking at people like on the East Coast during the winter, they're like – Oh yeah, it's like thirty below. Like talking of you know Jeff up in Canada, like, oh it's thirty below, was eh? <laughs> like, bro, go play with the moose to warm up. Like what seriously, the crap?
0: go go cuddle with a moose and get warm that way. But it's just nuts. I mean, we were watching a a Grand Canyon thing because Micah found it, and he's getting much more into like adventure and hiking, which I absolutely love. And he he finds this thing on uh whatever it was National Geographic Channel. Uh, through Netflix or whatever, and it's two guys that hike the entire Grand Canyon trail. It's like two hundred something miles or whatever it is. Yeah. And and he wanted to watch it, so he's watching it. And at one point, it goes from uh, eighty five and you know comfortable for the Grand Canyon down in the valley to twenty two degrees and snowing. And he's just like, oh my gosh, that got so much colder. And then like eight hours later, the snow is melted. It's gone by yeah and and it's 112 again and i'm like well one i would just be sick in about three days from the crazy changes in the weather but he's just like wow that's crazy and aaron was just like i I, wait what where did the snow go i go yeah it's above 85 down in the valley snow's gone in a couple hours it just doesn't stay
1: bro come december time i take the jeep out i'm going up the trail the back way to crown king and if it's rained it's nice because there's not all the dust you know and you're driving in some mud and mostly just wet dirt um, some puddles and you'll round a corner and all of a sudden you're in snow. Yeah. And it's like, this is a few miles from my house. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just 120, like a month ago. And now I'm driving and you get, you start, you start climbing and you get in this area where I don't have to hold the steering wheel because the Jeep just stays in the snow ruts. Yeah. And uh, I was just down in warm weather. <laughs> it's just like what the crap is this bro like i got the doors yeah. off and I'll, like everything and i'm just like creeping along and you know but it's funny because we go early in the morning and you know it's cold in the desert early in the mornings uh, in the winter not during the summer oh, yeah. and so i've got like three layers of pants on and i've got like gloves and two layers and a jacket and shirts all this stuff so like you get on the trail you start stripping layers down and then you get up in the snow and you start putting a couple back on. But by the time your feet are all muddy, you know, it's, just, it's a disaster. It's so much fun.
0: Oh, yeah. It's always fun putting on pants and leaving mud streaks inside the legs.
1: <laughs> yeah. And but usually I'm putting on a pair of pants over another pair of pants. Uh, so it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and, and usually the pair of pants you're putting it over has mud because your foot's been out the door and you're you know climbing up rocks and your tires are spinning. Yeah. And
0: it's not going to matter anyways. It yep. just
1: doesn't matter I'm, I'm there to get dirty dude um, I, I had to actually pull my entire gauge cluster apart one time because so much uh, a buddy drove by in a mud puddle and uh, I couldn't see out the windshield so I tried to I used my wipers and uh, I still couldn't see out the windshield because it had coated the entire inside of my jeep with this muddy water. <laughs> When I came to a stop, the floorboard sloshed. Oh, uh, my, my seat was soaking wet. Um, <laughs> my cigar had gotten completely covered in mud, and my dash had to be—I had to take the cluster out and completely disassemble it, pull the gauges apart, and clean all the mud out of my gauge cluster.
0: So you went from um, smoking a Connecticut to a mud duro.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I was actually smoking. What was I smoking? I was I smoking an Ashton. A, an ashton GSG. oh well it, 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 it,
0: there was no sunshine on that sun grown anymore
1: <laughs> there was not it was and it, it was it was muddy and i got mad at him and made him give me a different cigar um, <laughs> rightfully so <laughs> he's lucky i didn't throw him in the mud so um, speaking of cigars
0: what are we smoking tonight
1: uh you tell me
0: well we're we're twinning it again but we won't here, Dude,
1: would you like a cigar <laughs> all right here you go <laughs> uh,
0: that was so stupid it was but it'll it'll always be one of those like yeah remember when and then we'll just die laughing but yeah this episode we're enjoying the ipicadio encore it, something it's something of a of an award-winning kind of cigar
1: of not, sorts not gonna, i not, guess you could say not
0: gonna do it, is it yeah mine's not doing it either so yeah. and focus. i've got my light behind it anyways focus Danielson.
1: focus focus <laughs> it's not listening i'm and just every- happy my camera's even working
0: i know right and everybody listening on the podcast is just like what do you just stop trying stop Brandon, just stop
1: <laughs> what do you want me to focus on i know right i'm already <laughs> listening yeah yeah, we're both smoking the uh carillo Encore, which was uh, last year's number one cigar of the year. Um, and rightfully so, because it is an excellent cigar.
0: And to the credit of uh Carillo, the burn, the construction and all of that has not wavered despite winning, because that happens way too often. Yeah with cigar manufacturers because they just want to get it out to the market and hope to ride the wave which unfortunately crashes miserably and turns into a tsunami against them
1: yeah and and they have to make a decision early on when you get number one i think i think every manufacturer at that point has to make a decision do i want to sell as many cigars as i can this year ride that wave or do i want this to last yeah and uh and am i okay uh getting yelled at for back orders because trying to keep up has been a nightmare. And finally, towards the end of the year, uh, everything got caught up and then COVID hit. Yeah. (laughs) So put us all right back uh, where we were. But they're getting caught up on it. Uh, We can find these everywhere. Um, I know Little Guy Cigar Shop has them. Uh, Fox Cigars has them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just put another large order in. So they've got plenty of them, which I'm actually working on trying to get a code from them. Oh, nice. So hopefully I'll have that because they also have, and I think it's the only place online that you can find it right now. The pledge, the brand new pledge.
0: Oh, that's such a good stick,
1: dude. That <sighs> thing is so freaking good. And it goes right in line with this, the La yep. Historia, the encore, and now <laughs> the pledge all part of the signature series. Um, and it was awesome when we singers. got
0: to, when we got to have Ernesto on live with us, Back, you know, just before the pledge release and everything. And, you know, when I did my review on it, you know, a person even commented this, if, because they had had, they found, not found, but they got a box, they bought one. And they said, if this doesn't rank in the top 10, I will want to quit cigar smoking and just completely go against Cigar Aficionado forever. And well, you know, the Cigar Aficionado, there's Cigars and Spirits, there's all sorts of different ones. And, you know, he's entitled to his opinion. I wouldn't stop smoking cigars because one that's amazing doesn't get ranked. But it goes to show you that they are continuing in their quality and their manufacturing and what they're doing and keeping the level right where it needs to be still uh, after already doing so well with the Encore and other ones that they've you know, produced in the past. And it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal stick.
1: I will be amazed if it doesn't rank. Um, I will too. The Encore got number one. The La Historia got number two in 2014. And now the third one to the series is The Pledge, which has been written about three times in Cigar Aficionado without advertising dollars. You've never mm-hmm. heard of that. That's never nope. happened. Um this has got to rank i i would be surprised if it's not in the top five
0: yeah i mean you look at the the aging uh aging room was it the quattro room uh and uh and that had a ton of marketing behind it and i mean i was at a cigar shop we went to oak Glen yesterday as a family and i went to Um Oakland this great place. uh, you know, awesome ambiance, it's in a train cars, you know, the walk in the hewitt or all those kinds of things. Awesome place. Um, and you know, I'm I'm looking around to see what they have, but uh um yeah, I'm looking and they they have the aging room one there, and most of the box is still there. And I'm thinking, okay, and for California, it was reasonably priced. and I mean it's California, so I'll give that caveat, but it was reasonably priced, and I'm thinking. With as long as they've been here and knowing that they have it and they're carrying it, it hasn't moved that fast. And the fact that there's that much of a boxing ground, I don't know what his backstock and inventory is. So, you know, right. I'll give that because he may have quite a bit of it in, in inventory. Uh, but I would have expected, especially since it was towards the middle of the week and they've been open for a few days, to have more of them gone. But then I look around at others that are other boutiques, whether it's Casa Cuevas or, you know, AJ Fernandez is in there, Gran Habanos is in there. You know, and there were a lot fewer in the boxes there than of the aging room, and I just thought that's interesting because I would expect there to be more of a demand still because two years ago, um, was it? Yeah, two years ago, the one that got number one, you couldn't find. When was? Um, and I'm blanking. Out, when was Andalusian Bowl? Andalusian? Was that? Was two that? Years ago. Okay, two years ago, you couldn't find that for months and months and months. And I mean, it's it still in some places is kind of hard to find, but yet you can still find this aging room and it's just kind of well, and that's
1: a little bit diff- and that's a little bit different because uh, LFD uses the same tobaccos in so many of their blends. True. And they use that Lajero, which is already harder to find, blah, 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 blah. And then the demand goes up. I mean, that really hurt LFD a lot. And I'm hoping to see them pull out because they, you know, they make good cigars, but they do. Um, Man, they they really fought to keep up with that production, and <laughs> yeah, it, it's it it was interesting. It was an interesting phenomenon because uh, not only get number one, but it also became an extremely limited cigar. Um, so anytime that people get them in, they usually sell out pretty freaking quick. Still,
0: oh yeah, and the prices here in California, the Andalusian Bowl is still thirty dollars a stick here in California. Dang. But yeah, but I looked at the aging room, and it was. 20 i think it was 24 dollars, and i thought wow that's much more manageable and granted it's you know different manufacturers and pricing and tobacco that goes into it and costs and you know most people wouldn't consider all those things and you have to consider those things but it was just interesting because andalusian bowl is still sky high in california
1: yeah well i mean i think everything is sky high in california (laughs) taxifornia
0: yeah many people are sky high in california
1: Oh yeah, and they're going to be in Arizona now. Uh huh. Yeah, that's exciting.
0: Um, yeah, well, Oregon went even a step further, which was crazy. Oh, bro! Did you hear what they did? Oh, I did. I I I, I don't. Know. They have legalized for personal use the possession of heroin and narcotics and basically any illegal drug. Uh, they have legalized the personal possession and use of it.
1: Yeah, and let me clarify. They, they've actually decriminalized. Uh,
0: yes, so, so they've decriminalized. There, yeah,
1: yeah. there is a difference between legalizing and decriminalizing. Legalizing would say you can buy it on the shelves. Um, yes. They've decriminalized it, um, meaning that they're no longer going to be arresting you for the use of it or when you're caught with it. Um, and their intention, apparently a part of that bill is to increase the taxes on the marijuana, which is legalized mm-hmm. um, and that extra tax dollar <laughs> extra tax dollars are supposedly going to go towards uh, rehabilitation centers for the drugs that they just decriminalized. Got it. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, dude. I'm kind of torn on that. Like, should somebody really be in jail because they're using drugs? Um, I, I, you know, that puts a lot of weight on the taxpayers. Um, sure. And and if there's not a rehabilitation process while they're in jail, um, then I think it's kind of a. It really is a pointless thing. Um, yeah. So I, I'm kind of torn on it, to be honest with you, but I, I still think it's a dumb idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I saw that they had done that, I just thought, it's, yeah, I, I, there literally are no words to describe the level of confusion that went through my brain when I read that and just thought, well, um, okay then.
1: Well, and what happens uh, when grandma falls down and needs uh, emergency medical help and they're over? dealing with overdose cases and drug stuff. Um, I, I don't know. And, and, you know, listen, I mean, maybe it's a, maybe it's an opportunity to find out how it works. Um, maybe they find something that does work. Um, I know some people are very optimistic about it. I, I'm not so much optimistic about it, but I'm willing to Give see it a how shot. it works for them. I don't want to hear. Um, but I'm willing to see how it works for them. Maybe it works. And if it does, then hopefully we can expand that across the country, put less people in jail, costing taxpayers, less money and rehabilitate, you know, actually rehabilitating people. And the hope is that we can actually, you know, um, if that process works, how do we then recreate that process for, um, other, um, other crimes, other poor Mm -hmm. decisions that people make. Uh, do I think that a rapist should be, uh, Decriminalized, no, no. But how do we take the rehabilitation process and now bring that into the prison system and help rehabilitate people um, instead of just dumping them back into society after they serve their term?
0: Right. Well, and and there's got to be ways to help people. I mean, that regardless of your position, personally, politically, whatever it is, faith, belief, anything, being able to help people that want the help that need the help, whether they realize they need it or not, there needs to be programs for that. At the end of the day, that that's just how it needs to be. It's got to be there. And yes, those cost tax dollars. Yes. That costs money. I get that, but uh, I would much rather pay tax dollars to help rehabilitate people than pay tax dollars for fixing streets. That'll never get fixed and other things. But speaking of taxes, and I know you're familiar with this Colorado yesterday announced a change to their tax rate and it went astronomical
1: yeah colorado is an interesting one um you know that's been on the ballot they've been talking about it for a while um
0: because it's what 72 or 76 percent now
1: over the next seven years right seven years seven years i I think it's seven years Uh, yeah yeah, so there, there's a staggered uh over the next seven years, but they were at thirty percent, Um and this immediately jumps them to fifty. Fifty percent. So 38. what's up? At 38. It's okay, Drew just came in here. Um, what's Drew up, producer Drew, Colorado? Yeah, he can't hear you because I have these new fancy earpieces in. That so you so made
0: we're hear. so we're twinning in another way. Oh, how cute! Yeah.
1: Uh, But no, they went from 38% to 50% right away. So January 1, they're jumping to 50%. So that's 12% increase, um, which is insane. Uh, And then over the next seven years, they're going to jump up to 63%, which number one, like how do people come up with these freaking numbers? Like 63, that sounds like a good round number.
0: Yeah, it totally makes sense. It's it's absolutely logical. No, not at all.
1: And that's so true. Um, yeah, so Colorado Colorado's new tax law I, I, I don't understand it um, it doesn't make much sense I don't understand the attack on tobacco either especially in the cigar world I, I just wish that people I wish his lawmakers would get uh, more educated on cigars versus cigarettes versus chew uh, all yeah. those things Colorado Altria Altria did? yeah, so Again, here's Big Tobacco mm-hmm. sponsoring this stuff too. Um, so we, we also saw this back in, in the cigarette industry way back in the day mm-hmm. where you had the large tobacco companies sponsoring for higher taxation because it pushes out the little guy. Yeah. Um, and it allows them to um, buy them out and either shelve them or market them uh, yeah. depending on the product they're buying. So. It's in some ways it's and I'm hoping that we're not starting to see this trend in the cigar industry where large companies are trying to monopolize and and consume the small companies. And that was certainly fear with the FDA stuff. yeah um, And now we're starting to see that with taxation in different states and that's definitely a concern.
0: Well, I mean, I remember and it's funny you say you know years and years ago, which now looking back was 25 years ago, in the 90s, that was going on with cigarettes and in the 90s cigarette you know taxes here in california went astronomically high you know because people voted on them and they were pushed by big tobacco and you know the same thing but i mean that was 25 years ago and unfortunately that's working its way into cigars in some states and many states you look in the last six months in many 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 states i mean you can look at new york you can look at colorado you can look at a lot of different states uh, I think Utah is another one where tax rates have just continued to increase and increase.
1: Yeah. And and, and you're also starting to see more and more bans of smoking in different areas. Yep. Um, it seems like it's almost daily. For a point there, it was actually daily that we were seeing reports that, you know, there was a new ban for public parks or, you know, public spaces or blah, 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 blah. And, and now we're seeing it weekly. Yeah. Um, but, there's always another County banning smoking. And then you get into California, which is always extreme. Oh, um, we, com- we live for the extreme. Yeah. California. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're telling people they can't even smoke in their own backyards in certain counties.
0: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I remember in the nineties being in high school, And seeing bumper stickers everywhere when the cigarette taxes went up and the restrictions and you can't smoke here, you know, no more in restaurants and bars and blah, blah, this and all those different things. And the bumper sticker that was everywhere said, at least I can still smoke in my car. Right. But now in California, and I don't disagree with it, if you have a young child in your car and you're smoking, you can actually be cited for it. And again, health risks for kids totally understand that. But. You you just see the progression year after year after year. And at some point, I mean, obviously with my new studio, there's gonna be exhaust put in and all of that. It's like, okay, my neighbors aren't gonna complain because I've met them and talked with them. But it's like, okay, what if they move and five years later somebody else moves in and they go, Hey, I don't I don't like that anymore. I'm gonna report that. Like right, what happens then? I'm in California. And so then, you know, you got to move to other alternative ways of cleaning the air, whether it's, you know, the rabbit air or all those other ones that are out there. But it's just getting worse and worse and worse with yeah. the regulations on so many states and the regulations as, as far as, you know, taxation and, and what is being imposed.
1: Yeah, it really is. And it, it's unfortunate because, you know, when it comes to my own backyard, man, I should be able to smoke my cigar. Um I I can understand certain things. I mean, listen, I had a neighbor that was burning trash, and I I don't know why he was burning trash in his backyard. That's illegal. Mm -hmm. Uh, The guy actually works for the fire department as, like, a supervisor or something, so he should know these laws because they're the ones that actually uphold these. Yeah. Um, And then the guy threatened to kick my ass because I went and confronted him on it. (laughs) And. The guy was smoking weed. I think his dad lives there and is smoking weed, which we weren't legal. It was, you know, rec- not recreational, but it was medicinal. Mm-hmm. That didn't bother me. What was bothering me is when there's a plume of smoke coming over to my backyard and filling my house and it's having allergic reaction. You know, my children and my, my wife and kid are having allergic reaction to it. Yeah. that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Huge difference. And I've had my neighbor come over and go, dude, how many people did you have in your cigar lounge last night? I'm like, Why? Well, wow, dude, I mean, it's smoky. And I, I just looked at him, and I'm like, you didn't have any mosquitoes around you while you were in the jacuzzi, did you? <laughs> You're welcome. And he yeah, just right? laughs, and you know, he came over the other day, and I gave him some cigars, because he's going to the dunes. And when he goes to the dunes, he smokes cigars. He wasn't complaining. He was just asking and telling me that there was an excessive amount of smoke that day. Sorry, the wind was blowing your way. Like, But he wasn't complaining or trying to shut me down on it.
0: No, it's just a question and there's nothing wrong with asking a question, but there's a big problem with not even talking to the person and reporting. Them.
1: Right, right. And my neighbor on the other side, he never complains, uh, never complains, man. And my exhaust goes right towards his house from my lounge. So <laughs> there's not much separation between, you know, there's, there's a good amount. I mean, there's, yeah, you know, probably 20 feet or more between, you know, um, at least, but, um, you know, he doesn't complain about it. Um, actually he texted me one night and I was like, bro, come on over, (laughs) come have a cigar with us, you know? Um, so uh, there's, there's a thing to be said about being neighborly instead of just calling the cops and complaining. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe your neighbor has an issue with it. Maybe every day they go outside and they do yoga at six o'clock and that's the time you chose to do your review and the smoke's bothering their yoga. Come over and talk to me. I'll adjust my time that I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was doing one of my reviews a month ago, whatever it was, and I'm sitting out here, and I just start recording, get the cigar cut and lit, and behind me, they decided to start their lawnmower, and I don't know if it was a garden or whatever it was, and I just thought well, this sucks. So I, you know, think, you know, what time is it? Okay. It's 11 o'clock, blah, 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 all these different things. So next week, you know, if I do a daytime one, I won't do it at 11 o'clock when their gardener comes at all different times and they mow their lawn at different times. Does it mean that I've got to get pissed at them every week? No, that's just part of what happens when you live in a neighborhood. You just have to learn to deal with some things. Am I going to go over and be like, Hey, you need to tell your gardener to come at the same time every week. No, that's ridiculous. It's a part of just living and being a neighbor and in a neighborhood. If you don't want to deal with any neighbors and, Go move to Montana, go live in, you know, on your own 50 acre plot of land and you'll never have to worry about that. But that's not reality for most of the country. And you just got to realize that as much as you wish things would not happen or neighbor kids wouldn't scream and yell when they're swimming in a pool or whatever it was, that's just part of what goes with the territory of being in a, you know, in a community.
1: Well, and part of being neighborly is just going to, you may even go to your neighbor and say, Hey, listen. Uh, I am trying to do it. I do a review channel. I do cigars, uh, every Wednesday at 11 o'clock, whatever it is, you know, I would like to set a time that I can do my reviews. Um, and you know, is there a way that you can be respectful of that time? I do, I am doing a recording. Um, and you know, the other day I'm, you know, I'm not complaining at you, but the other day I did, you know, the lawnmower kicked on when I'm trying to do the recording. Is there a time that fits best for you? Um, or you know blah 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 like have a conversation get to Mm -hmm. know your neighbor have a conversation see if you can work stuff out together now they know what time you're doing it and they can be respectful of that or they can be total jerks and say well screw you i don't like your cigars it doesn't matter but at least give it the opportunity
0: yep yeah and you know one of the things that i've done with building the studio is you know people have asked me what kind of insulation are you putting in and they're like oh you're gonna go r32 for weather and this and that i went r13 i want the sound dampening i don't i don't don't care about temperature control because i don't have to control the temperature much here in southern california except a few weeks during the summer and a few weeks during the winter so than that i I don't care i'd rather have the sound dampening and since i've got all the insulation in and done all that it, it makes a world of difference yeah do i still hear some cars driving by you know, with their loud exhaust. Sure. That happens. Okay. It's a part of life. That's how it goes. But I created a better space or, you know, acoustically for what I want. And part of it, sometimes you just have to realize it may not be the other person that needs to adjust. Maybe you just need to come to a, you know, a a compromise. And maybe you need to adjust what you're doing sometimes. And again, that's just part of being neighborly is like, Hey, I'm, I wouldn't want somebody to come over and be like, Hey, your kids are jumping on the trampoline. Uh, and I'd like peace and quiet from two to three in the afternoon. Can you make sure that happens? Okay. I can try, but I'm not going to guarantee that doesn't make me a jerk. It just means we're neighbors and we're not going to be mean to each other, but you got to understand that there's some give and take on both parts.
1: Well, and to that neighbor, I would just look at him and say, Hey, listen, I'll do my best. Yeah. I've got two young kids and I'll ask them to keep it down. I'll do my best. Um, you know, there's a part of, you know, just being a parent, obviously. Um, but you know, so often we get the neighbors just screw you. And mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to change your ways. I'm also not asking you to say screw you. Right. Uh, just asking for a compromise that we can work together and, you know, live, you know, live together. Most people here know that if my office door is closed, um, don't come in. Yeah. Um, and if it becomes an issue, uh, I'll, I'll put up an, an on air sign and, you know, not to come in when I'm on air. Or if you come in, no problem. I've got a chair in the studio. Come in, sit down. Shut up. Uh, if you got something to throw in, fine, throw it in. But just shut up. I'm recording. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and my neighbor, dude, my neighbor Dwayne, the coolest guy in the world, uh, retired. Uh, we're on the same wavelength, man. And he'll come over here and just like today, he came over, and just walked into my office and started talking to me. Yeah. He just walks into my backyard, bro. Like he doesn't tell me he's coming over. He just walks into the backyard, walks in the shop, comes right in my, I'm like, hey, (laughs) Dwayne. I I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, don't care. Like it's unlocked and it's there for a reason. If he's in a shop, I just walk in the shop and talk to him.
0: Yeah. And I enjoy that. The neighborhood that we moved to a couple months ago, one of my neighbors, when I'm ripping apart the backyard, came over and his Plumbing backed up and needed to know where his cleanouts were. And he lived here for 27 years and had never needed to know where they were until that day. And he walked back and I'm, you know, on the excavator, digging around in the dirt and, you know, messing around with my yard. And I see him and I was like, oh, it's my neighbor. And he introduces himself because we hadn't met yet. And at first I thought, what are you doing walking my yard? Then I thought, no, I actually enjoy that. I enjoy the fact that you're comfortable enough to come in and be like, hey, this is my name. I need some help. Can you help me out? Yeah, sure. I've only yeah. lived here for like two weeks, but I'll, you know, here's where mine is. It's probably the same at your house. And I actually really enjoyed that because I thought, you know what, that's, that's what you want in a neighborhood, a community. Yeah. And if I have a question and he's working in his garage, cause he makes ukuleles cause he's retired. I'm going to walk into his garage. Hey, what's going uh, on. And you know, I got a ukulele. question for you. An, an ukulele. Yes. I, it, it, but, but how, how is the word "huge"? Although, if you're Trump, you do say "huge." So, ukulele huge. I guess it kind of does go together that way. That's maybe that's
1: it's ukulele because you have to, it's it's Hawaiian. It's Hawaiian. And Hawaiian yes, and I. The "oo." Ooh. So, ukulele.
0: There you go. And
1: you got you got to get you got to get it phonetically correct, man. And
0: well, I'll, I'll I'll look up that hooked on phonics and make sure I, I learn how it's supposed to be. <laughs>
1: Hooked on Phoenix worked for me. Yeah, there you go. Hooked on
0: Phoenix. <laughs> well, and, and it's hilarious that the word phonics is not spelled pohenetically.
1: Yeah, it, it, that's, it's kind of knife, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it, the English language is great.
0: You know what? I got to say, though, because you brought you brought up knife or kniffy as we joke around in our house. Yeah. The greatest comedy bit on how to pronounce things is from Gallagher. The Sledge-O-Matic, and he goes yeah. into this entire bit on why do they call them buildings after they're done being built? Why don't they call them builts You know, and this and that, you know, and goes into a whole bunch of words in the English language and makes fun of them. It's just hilarious.
1: Yeah, sometimes when I call a parts house and I'm giving them a VIN number, I always like you know, I always like to say K as a knife, G as a gnat. Um, you know, and, and just use use those types <laughs> of uh, <laughs> Uh, words to help describe what letter I'm talking about because you know a lot of people don't know how to spell properly either mm-hmm. so uh you tell them Nat and they're like oh N A T.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah no. P as in pneumatic all those kinds yeah. of things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> F F as in phlegm. <laughs> Wait a minute.
0: Wait, that's not an F. <laughs>
1: <Legum>. <laughs> oh um, but like back to the neighbor thing. It's funny the other day Dwayne texts me and he's like hey I'm you know he's cutting his lawn. And when he's cutting his lawn, he always brings over the clippings and he puts them in our chicken coop for our chickens. Oh. And so he's cut, you know, I guess he was cutting the lawn, the bag got full, and he's like, hey, do you guys, do your chickens want grass? And I'm like, uh, listen, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing and go ask my chickens, would you like grass? Of course they want fresh grass. So, yeah. Just... So by the time I go to respond to him, I look in my backyard, and there's He's Dwayne there. walking in my backyard. He's already in my chicken coop, dumping <laughs> the grass in the chicken coop. And the chickens are coming over, man. I was just like, oh, okay. Hey, Dwayne. You know, I think I was actually in the shower. So I was like, I was half naked, and I'm yelling at him, you know, saying hi to him. So.
0: By the way, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like I had a choice. His, yeah, I'm waiting for Pika's head over the wall, and I'm like jumping on the diving board naked or something, you know? <laughs> I'm just like, bro, one day you're going to come over and you're just going to help yourself in the backyard and you'll regret it for the rest of your life. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah.
0: But that's what's great about that's what's great about having good neighbors and where we moved from. We had awesome neighbors, great friends, all that kind of stuff. But uh, but we love where we're at now. And it's it's we've talked about it before. So many things in society have changed and I'm glad that there are still neighborhoods out there where you can truly be neighborly and look out for each other. We talked about it when I talked about, you know, Aaron's car and some guy, you know, unlocked or opened the door when the alarm was set, but the door wasn't actually locked, you know, and and how my neighbor jumped in his truck to chase him down. Like that is, that is lost in so many different neighborhoods. And I love that there are still places in America where people actually look out for each other. Like what a foreign concept!
1: Well, that's one of the first things I do when I move into a neighborhood is I go knock on everybody's door and say hi. Yeah, um, I want to know who who they are, what they look like. I want to know what cars they drive, um, because then you know now in my neighborhood I could I could tell when somebody doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a car I haven't seen before and that's a person. So it's not somebody got a new car. It's a totally different person with a totally different car. And there hasn't been a home for sale on my street.
0: Yeah. We, and they sat in beyond. it idling for 25 minutes looking around.
1: Yeah. And we don't get a lot of random traffic. There is no reason for you to be in this neighborhood unless you're going to a friend's house or you live here. There's no other reason for you or your landscaping. Um, but there's no other reason to be in this neighborhood mm-hmm. whatsoever. So and it's interesting because we have uh, what's called bulk trash days. Mm-hmm. So we can go and put all of our bulk trash out on the curb and they, the city comes around and picks up all the big stuff. Um, and I always know when it's time to do that because we get the trucks pulling through grabbing all the scrap metal. Oh, yeah. So I don't read the letters from the city. I just know when that's coming because the scrappers are coming through. So they let me know it's time to put stuff out of the curb. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and, in our old neighborhood at the townhouse community, when I'd forget to put out the trash cans, some nights I'd hear one of the couple people that would come by literally with a shopping cart or, you know, trash bags in a rolling trash can. And I'd hear them digging through and grabbing the glass bottles and the aluminum cans. I was like, Oh, it's trash day. I should probably put out my trash cans. Good
1: indicator. Dude. My neighbor will come over and put my trash cans out if they're not out.
0: That's awesome. You know, our trash guy two weeks ago, I forgot to put them out And I heard the truck on the other side of our house. And I was like, oh, shoot. And I run out and I I get out to the front of the house and I start to uh, go to grab one of the trash cans. The trash guy, and he was here for the recycling or whatever it was, helped me bring out the other two trash cans and was like, hey, no issue. You know, no problem. They were close enough. I'll grab them for you. And I thought, that's awesome because that's if it's not out. Sorry, I drove past your house. Tough luck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You should get that man a Christmas gift.
0: I should get him some cigars
1: should see if he smokes cigars,
0: I should. Oh, trash comes tomorrow.
1: There you go. Yeah, my UPS guy, um, because we're so hot, I have him deliver into my cigar lounge. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, you but you got to go through a couple doors to get to my cigar lounge, and it's not just right there. So, I had a I finally caught him one day and we had a conversation. And now every once in a while I just leave a cigar out on the table out on the counter there where he drops the boxes. And I told him I said if there's ever cigar laying here, that's for you. Cause I found out that he likes to smoke cigars every once in a while. Nice. So now I leave him a cigar every once in a while, but I mean I'll get three or four or five, sometimes six packages of cigars. You know, most of the time there's two, three hundred cigars in that package. Yeah. I can't have that sitting on my front porch in 120 degrees. Oh no. And luckily, my guy, is a, uh, he likes to smoke cigars, so he understands how they're perishable, and he's willing to bring them in. So it's kind of cool. I come home sometimes, and there's a box sitting in my cigar lounge, and there's my UPS dude. He dropped it off for me. That's awesome. But again, that's getting to know your people. Do you know your mailman? Uh, do you know your UPS guy? Do you know your trash guy? Like, get to know these people. I mean, yeah. they're providing a service for you. They want to know their love, too.
0: Yeah. In fact, our, our letter carrier, our male woman that we have here at the house, you know, it was our first week here and I go out there and just, you know, coincidence, the timing worked out, introduce myself, hey, how's it going? You know, give her our last name. She goes, you know, any other last names, any other, you know, maiden name for your wife, anything like that at all that I should be, you know, attentive did to. You, and I, Did you and tell
1: I... her that the list is long?
0: I, I did. I said, well, the, the name, the name's long. And she goes, she goes, yes, I know the name's long. I was like, dang it. I can't even use the joke on her. And I've used right. that joke so <laughs> many times. It's not even funny. Aaron and I were dating and her grandma, who's long since passed, one of the sweetest women in the world uh, said, you know, Aaron, what's, what's Tim's last name? You know, cause She's like, well, I got to make sure it fits with your first name. And sure. and she goes, well, it's Long, Grandma. And she goes, okay, but what is it? She goes, no, Grandma, it's Long. She goes, yeah. I don't care if you have to spell it. What is it? She goes, no, Long, L-O-N-G. And she goes, oh, okay, that makes sense now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you can have so much fun with your last name.
0: Oh, I have many, many times.
1: I bet, man. I absolutely bet, dude. That's, that's got to be... Fun. I mean, I've got a boring last name, Wells.
0: It, it 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 is what it is.
1: It's just not a lot of fun you can have. I mean, I, I Wells smells, I don't know. Like, you can't really do a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, see, and, and I know you're going to want to make a joke out of this, which I fully expect because I've heard them for years. But when I was growing up, because I hadn't that's hit my... Gr- <laughs> there you go. Because I, I hadn't hit my growth spurt yet. And I had... I had a buddy whose name was Brandon short and the dude was like eight inches taller than me. And, you know, people joked around, they're like, you know, you should have Tim's last name and Tim should have your last name. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, Tim short, Brandon long. Yeah. I get it. It makes sense. But yeah, we, we had fun with that one for a number of years.
1: Yeah. 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 I was always called Wells smells growing up. Oh,
0: I was called long dong or Schlong.
1: That would actually be okay with me. <laughs> I didn't
0: complain. I laughed every I time. I not have
1: an issue with that. I would not I would not take up issue with that if somebody called me Long Dong. Um, I, I think I'd I think I'd be okay with that one. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. You speak the truth. Yes. How did you know? Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: this could go really bad really quick. Well, hey, I'm excited that I get to see you in person again tomorrow (laughs) tomorrow. or today as this airs. I get to see you in person again and hang out for more than just like 12 hours at a lounge. And it's going to be – you've experienced it. I haven't. But it's going to be a really, really fun, exciting, but like emotionally, spiritually draining and recharging time. And I can't wait. I'm excited for it other than like 29 degrees at night.
1: Dude, it's gonna be epic, and and I'll tell you what, when you when we swing by, and pick you up, it's gonna be like we're gonna slow down, jump in, and uh, <laughs> we we will have a cigar ready for you in the car, and um, we're, we're gonna smoke we're gonna smoke some cigars together, dude. Um, nice. Yeah, we're we're bringing some stuff. Drew wants. To, uh, <laughs> do you want me to say that, Drew? <laughs> really? Drew said, "We're gonna pick you up and go straight to the dispensary." And oh, like, there all you right, go. Let's get let's get this Christian camp started right.
0: <laughs> I'm high on Brandon,
1: Jesus. Then Brandon's gonna drive up a mountain road that's got detours, um, <laughs> looking like Scooby Doo. I know, right? Um, Did you see not the good idea, Drew?
0: Yeah, there, there's an email about one of the detours though that came out today, which was funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I've got it all screenshot ready, and yeah. I'm not worried that detour is going to be, if if you look at the road on that detour, like zigzags and then makes a sharp U-turn and then zigzags back down to like three miles from where we had started that detour. Yeah.
0: Maybe you should just bring your Jeep. We'll just climb over the hill.
1: I really thought about it. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) I really thought about uh, the Jeep would be perfect for this trip.
0: Just climb over the hill. Who cares?
1: Who needs roads where
0: we're going we don't need
1: roads
0: (laughs) ah yes
1: Yes. i watched that
0: aaron aaron saw it on netflix or whatever it was three four nights ago and put it on i was like i'm gonna sit and enjoy back to the future it was awesome
1: Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah i'm glad you caught that one man oh absolutely I was actually just uh, we we did we did our Bible study tonight and we decided to sit outside and there's no car on the lift right now. So we sat out by the lift and my Jeep is parked right over there. And I was just admiring my Jeep as I was sitting there because it just looks so cool just sitting there. I so happy that the season is here that I get to take it out and she's ready to roll. Oh, do the modifications. Actually, when I get back, she'll be ready to roll. Um, What else are you doing to it? My cousin will be here uh, while I'm gone and actually probably tomorrow. Um, he's upgrading my steering again. Wow. Yeah. So in the, in the last 12 months, this will be the fourth upgrade I do to my steering. Wow. And I still got one more to do after this. So
0: putting um, in a whole new rack and pinion or what's he, What is he
1: doing? Well, there's no rack and pinion on the Jeep. It's all, it's all drag links and tie rods are supposed to be, um, but this time we're we're so basically the the drag link comes over and where the, the tie rod is supposed to go, which is now a Heim joint with a one ton dom dom wall, you know tube. Mm-hmm. Um, the, right now they're stacked, so you got two Heim joints stacked on top of each other, and that's what you know works all your steering coming off your drag link that goes to your gearbox. So we're putting a new knuckle on. Okay, that now has the the tie rod's going to be down lower, and the drag link will come up higher onto a separate arm okay that actually comes out so it's called a double shear um and we're going from a five eighths bolt to a seven eighths bolt
0: there you go beefy boy
1: so yeah it'll be all one ton heim joint seven eighths double shear steering um and then next year i'm going to upgrade it with uh, a hydraulic ram to help assist the steering so when i get pinned against a rock then this then the steering box just doesn't have the strength to move the tire Uh, the hydraulic ram will take over and it'll force the move so nice it's gonna be yeah it'll be like you'll be able to just steer like with your little finger i know right every obstacle yeah Uh,
0: then then i'm gonna buy you what the low riders have that little knob that you just hold on to and and (laughs) you know
1: you know what they call that what that from the that came from the trucking world and that was actually called a suicide knob really yep and they're actually illegal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are called a suicide knob because you, you would just sit there and just basically steer from the knob. And it was it's quite dangerous.
0: Yeah. One of my old neighbors when I was growing up as a kid, he, he had a low rider and he only had one arm because he had an industrial accident. And he had that on the steering wheel. It was yeah. what he put on everything.
1: Yeah. No, and those make sense. I mean, they, yeah. they do have a functionality, but there are. Dangerous. Pretty dangerous yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah you hit a bump and that steering wheel comes flying out of your hand and freaking knocks you out with that, <laughs> that ball it'll break your hand um oh yeah i definitely don't want that on my jeep with the places i take it no <laughs> could you drew could you imagine doing 45 miles an hour down a washboard switchback dirt road with a suicide knob <laughs> when i'm drifting in a jeep with no sway bars and 35s and air down tires
0: that's when you put Alec Cuevas in the passenger seat. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Alec, had, Alec actually did a really good job when he came out here. And I, I did put him in the driver's seat. And I, mm-hmm. and he went up the obstacle all on his own. And he did a very good job um, climbing that. And the smile on his face, man, was just anytime, anytime I let anybody do it. I think the first time Drew did it. You know, he gets out. I'm like, all right, get out. I'm taking on the next one, bro. It's a little bit bigger obstacle, you know, <laughs> and he gets out, dude. And it's just ear to ear smile. Like you can't help but to smile that you just oh, tackled yeah. that boulder. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of fun. Tis the season. It's here. Uh, the new, uh, the AC compressor has been converted to an air compressor. Um, it literally builds to 150 PSI on a 12 gallon tank within a matter of like less than 30 seconds. Um it's going to shave about 40 minutes off of airing up my tires at the end of a run. So that's I'll awesome. Go from, it was about 45 30 to 45 minutes to air up all four tires. And now it'll be less than five minutes.
0: That's awesome. Well, so, and we just got new tubes for Micah's bike. So, like, about half a second and kablammy if you're not <laughs> yeah. careful.
1: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> st- I and mean, it's done. Um, And I I won't rev up the engine for that one. So if if I have my engine at 2,000 RPMs, I can actually run an impact gun off of my Jeep.
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah. I'm super excited about having that on there, man. Uh, The the cooling system has been all upgraded. Uh, So that thing just stays just perfectly cool because Cherokee's had a hard time with that before. That thing stays flawless now. And then the new steering will be on there. Um, This thing's going to be a beast. I have an air locker to put in the front. So that's going to be been getting put on maybe this winter nice um, if not it'll go it'll happen in the summer and be ready for next season and if all things go well i may end up putting a diesel in this thing
0: oh really yeah that's awesome yeah
1: i can go on some of those long runs and never have to fuel up no because with a diesel on the run you know, where you're primarily <laughs> at lower rpms and lower speeds i don't even know did it we'll, we'll be getting over 50 miles to the gallon. Oh in, yeah, in that thing, like I can go do the entire run that's taking three quarters of a tank right now, and it'll take like two gallons. Oh
0: yeah, that would be awesome. Well, and you don't have to worry about with diesel. It's like, oh, should I sit here idle? Should it? No, you just let it idle. They're made to just you yeah. let them warm up, and they are good to go.
1: And they stay nice and cool. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I'm really really excited. I've been starting to kind of get some of the stuff together to put a diesel in my jeep that's
0: awesome well hey i want to do one thing before we before we wrap up this episode uh we're episode 50 now and it's you know a a mini milestone but i'd I'd like to think that you know 50 is is a pretty you know significant number for us and for anybody that's listening or watching i'd love for you to put in the comments What your favorite part of any of our episodes, live, pre-records, whatever, what have you enjoyed the most? Your favorite episode, your favorite part, anything about down to the nub or down to the nub live? Uh, but make sure that you hit subscribe and ring the bell on youtube.com slash down to the nub so you get notified every time we put out a new episode. But I'd love for you guys and gals to put down in the comments. What your favorite episode, favorite moment, favorite stupid story from us, or how, and I'll take it serious for a second, how has God allowed this podcast to... Put a positive influence in your life. And again, that's God that does it, not us. But leave some comments and continue the conversation of this episode down in the comments. And if you're listening on the podcast, then swing over to YouTube and put in some comments. Or you can leave us a voice comment through anchor.fm slash down to the nub of what one of your favorite moments were or anything like that. We would love to hear your response, your interaction, and what you think of the first 50 episodes.
1: Why don't we uh, do a giveaway? I was thinking the same thing. I mean, you've got a you've got a box full of something really cool that you have one of on your desk. I
0: have a box full of lighters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you 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 mean you mean this bad boy?
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. So why don't we pick one of the comments? Random. We'll do a randomizer mm-hmm. so that it's fair. Um, and pick one of the comments, and we'll ship them one of those.
0: And I have them, so it'll actually be shipped.
1: So so it'll actually go out, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It'll actually go out. So why don't we do that, guys? Leave a comment on youtube.com slash down to the nub. Let's look there and uh, throw a comment up there, and then we will, at random, we'll put them in a randomizer, we'll pick one of the winners, and we'll, uh, we'll shoot you a Hydro Flask, with down to the nub laser etched into it and yeah, for your enjoyment. Uh, those things are awesome, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, when I've been working in the yard and doing different things and it was 100, 105 here in Southern California, it's sitting out in the sun, put a couple ice cubes in there, it stays cold for a long yeah. time. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, those things are my favorite. I got my cigar mechanic one here and it is beat to piss and it still works Phenomenal. I, mean, I don't even think it sits level. It doesn't. Um, because it's okay. been dropped out of my car so many times <laughs> and but it still it, works phenomenal to say, but it still works. And that's
0: all that matters. Yeah. And I get so many comments and compliments on this one and the cigar mechanic one that I have. And people are like, how did you do that? Like what, what do you It's laser edge. They laser off the, yeah. the, you know, the black know on it. And, and, I, and I kind of know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. And <laughs> I instantly went to, Oh, what is the movie? uh and it's i think it's snoop dog that says i know a guy that knows a guy that killed a guy <laughs> <laughs> or i know a guy that knows a guy that robbed a guy one of the two but yeah like I, some, when it's snoop you never know
1: yeah you just never know we should get him on the show
0: that would be awesome we'd have to smoke something different than a cigar though
1: i wonder if he smokes cigars I, i'm sure he smokes things that are the size of cigars i don't know if it's actually tobacco that's in them And I don't think I can keep up. (laughs) No, We'd be five minutes in the show. We'd be like, Hey man. (laughs) (laughs) And my neighbors would be like, all right, dude, that's not cigars.
0: Oh, my bad. It's, it's, it's rolled up and it's, it's the same color. Doesn't it still? No, it doesn't work. It's
1: a candela cigar.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) All natural candela.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now drew really wants to stop at the dispensary. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he's
1: like oh please please <laughs> oh shoot man this has been fun dude i i, I love doing the episodes and um and and I, I love when we can give some do some giveaways i'm glad that you finally have all the stuff um i don't know why ups took so long to get to you i shipped it the day you asked for it i swear um yeah they, they, they i'll just blame it on forever. COVID. yeah i'll blame it on COVID too this huge is great it was awesome amazing good stuff um oh maybe I'll, maybe
0: when we ship out the flask i'll put in an extra ballot
1: dude do it <laughs> and a sharpie <laughs> we'll ship a flask to the winner with an extra ballot and a sharpie <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh you were kidding okay
0: Wouldn't that be funny? You have some extra ballots laying around in Arizona now from what I hear though, don't you? (laughs) And bringing it back full circle to the beginning of the episode. Uh, Well, guys, I think that's going to, that's going to wrap it up for episode 50 of down to the nub podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and ring the bell because Brandon almost knows he's getting really close to knowing what it does uh, and and join us on this journey. And if you're listening on the podcast, all major platforms carry it. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can follow us on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Down to the Nub. And if you want to support what we're doing here, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash down to the nub, and any support is greatly appreciated.
1: We appreciate you guys. Thank you for your time. We absolutely love all your support. I got it, Tim. Uh, Love all your support everything you guys are doing. Appreciate you. And uh, you all have a wonderful rest of your week. And we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Bye-bye.